0: on it <laughs> that'd be great I'll take money from anybody right now uh, uh, what would my what would my investment percentage be if I kicked you like a thousand bucks uh What's my return capabilities it would be a fraction of a percent you'd have something oh, okay yeah mm-hmm. I mean I'll give you a thousand bucks yeah we could probably turn that into a thousand twenty can I give you a thousand dollars and then go buy something that I want yeah that's that's definitely how it works is that can I go like buy new wheels for the truck? <laughs> <laughs> the wheels are fine. We need new tires. Yeah, we need some. We need some general grabber ATs. ATs. Yeah, altering. That's what I need. I need some on my on the big truck. The big truck is way worse than the 150. <sighs> yeah, the 150. I it sucks because like I wanted to put nicer tires on the 150, but like it was happening. Like Jessica was like. Tell me now. I was like in the middle of something. I was like, hey, just buy these. Yeah. So we have like basic duty tires. But like the They're decent. The the two fifty should probably get like some not mud tires, but like I uh, know, no, no, no. I'm never gonna drive a vehicle not with mud like, tires. Not like general grappers or anything. Like like you need like I forget I was in somebody's car or truck the other day and they had mud tires on it. And I was just the whole time sitting there like, How do you really do loud? this? How do you do this all the time? Especially people that spend a lot of time driving. Like, really? This is not how this is a car should not sound like this. So you shouldn't have to yell to the other person next to you. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got some pretty heavy duty tires on my truck, but the sound of the tires is the least of my worries. Yeah. yeah, There's a little bit more. (laughs) It's the fact that I have to like put the windows down to get a little extra air going and then like the sound of the engine. Yeah. It's just the whole thing. Uh, I, I feel like the 250 gets stuck a lot faster than the 150 because there's so much weight in the front. Operator error. Well, no, yes, <laughs> but there's so much more weight in the front and the back is so light. Um, And it might be down to the tires too, because the tires are different, but the tires, like there's, if I drive onto anything, even slightly slick, that truck is stuck. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. I've had, I've, I've gotten that truck stuck a couple of times. It's not a very fun truck to drive off road. No the 250 the suspension mm-hmm. it's because it's a straight yeah straight suspension mm. it's rough i mean my truck's rough but that truck's i wish rough. i would i would like to see how the tremor compares to the standard 250 suspension are you still gonna buy a new car i don't know at this point probably not yeah. i mean let the market loosen up a little bit more i don't know if it's going to i don't know either but it's not like the, the value of my truck is going anywhere anytime soon. It's going up. Yeah. I only have twenty four thousand miles on it. You know there's seventy five thousand miles on the one fifty now. How many? Seventy five thousand miles. Wow, that thing. It's fifty thousand on it a year ago. I can't I that truck sits so much, but when we drive it, we just go. That's well, that's what it's for. Like it's paid off. It's mm-hmm. our truck. It's just because I thought about should I get rid of it or should we just beat the hell out of it for a few years and it became the let's just beat the hell out of it truck. I got in a Tesla for the first time yesterday, Yesterday, Uber from the airport. It was a Tesla? It was a Tesla. So a couple things on the Tesla here. <laughs> first of all, really weird car to get into, to get uh-huh. a button to open the door. Yeah, you have that to push the little out. thing to get grab the latch. So this guy is a five-star, platinum, super-duper executive, president of Uber kind of deal. So he's been driving for them for a while. Mm-hmm they offer a program now where you can lease a car through Uber. I have seen that. And that's what that car was. Uh. So the first question I asked the guys, man, this is probably a huge improvement over a gas car right now for you. Probably saving a lot of money. He's like, yeah, it's like 20 bucks. If I fill up at the superchargers. Okay. He gets billed at the end of the month through his account. Every time he charges up at the supercharger. And I was like, nice so like have you figured out what it costs you to charge it at home And he's like oh no you, they don't charge you for that it's free i was like mm. well, well like yeah they don't charge you but like what is your he's like that's like your power you don't pay for that that is like, not like i don't that's not how power that's works. not i'm like whoa that's and that's like what people think about these cars yeah it, they they think it's they think it's free yeah. they think there's a little fairy in under where the engine should be, mm-hmm. making everything that car needs to go go. Yeah. I feel like that's that's how it is perceived. Yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of eye opening to me. I was like, oh, this guy actually thinks like it's not going to cost him any extra in his power bill. Uh huh. That's this is kind of scary. Well, I almost went on a power rant the other day because of the whole uh, Supreme Court ruling about the EPA. I was going to bring that up, yeah, and how they just can't you know, do whatever they want with power plants, which Mm. I think is more than reasonable. Mm. Uh, But everybody is now a power, U.S. power production expert. And despite that, we have been on a significant decline in emissions Mm. since 2008. Significant. No, no, no. no. We're not going to talk about that. We're headed towards Armageddon and the Supreme Court is there. They hate rabbits, the environment, flowers, everything about it. They're trying to kill Mm. planet Earth. I, it's, it's convenient. It's very convenient. It's time. a very convenient narrative. Me timing. Yeah. Just, just so happens that we don't have a whole lot of imported coal coming in right now all of a sudden. So it's a, yeah, we need to go. Not much coal. Start up a bunch of coal plants. And even though we're sitting on some of the biggest petroleum reserves in the world, we can't touch a lot of them. Yeah. Go figure. Oh, why have emissions decreased? Oh, it's because of this new technology. What's that new technology invented in 2008? Is it solar? No. Is it wind? No. It's called fracking. Yeah. Natural gas. That's why we Texas is kind of going back off now, right? They've they've picked up since this whole thing started. What? Isn't isn't, isn't the Texas drilling market back up and running? Yeah, well, of course. Cuz Yeah, of all but this? but they're not going super aggressive. Oh. Oil companies right now, they don't mind the prices. <laughs> right. They're not super urgent, yeah, to get things back down. Well, cuz people are paying for it. Well, exactly. Like, I haven't diminished my travel or no, plans. It, 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 it's inelastic. I'm still paying for it. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's inelastic. It's yeah. not like I can just go trade my car, my truck in for a bicycle and I bicycle feel, everywhere. And I feel like, like, 2008 or like nine or 10, like when gas prices were high, like, we didn't travel. Like, when I was a kid, we didn't travel. Like, we stopped going on vacation because it was, it was like a different scenario, I well, guess. Well, everybody's been stuck inside for two years. So I think I, that has a lot to do with it. It has a lot to do with the travel this summer. Yeah. Like th- th- we're setting record. All the, all the travel records are being broken this summer. I'm seeing it everywhere. Yeah. You go, you go to the airport. Did I tell bro. you, about, did I tell you I went to Bucky's? I saw that. It was the worst experience of my life. It's a, which one did you go to? The one outside of Mobile, Alabama. Yikes. So, so really probably the only one in Alabama. Uh, there's two. Two. Maybe there's one in Huntsville. That's. Might I don't know if that's opened yet. It might be. So it was the worst experience I've ever had inside of a building. Was it just absolutely slammed? They were far beyond their um, capacity limit. That's it took awesome. us an hour to get out of the parking lot. Oh, is it new? It's new-ish. The problem is it was like July 4th weekend on a Saturday at noon oh on the way to... Destin Beach, dude. That was so prime Bucky's time. I could not have picked a worse time to do it, but we were already committed. It was an hour out of the way. Did you even get anything? So I got, um, I got a sandwich off the warmer. Uh-huh. So I got the, um, they call it the. I think it's a club. So it's just like a package of three meats in a sandwich. Huh. Um, and that was it. That was all I really could get to. And then I stood in line for a half hour to pay for it. Yeah. Um but I honest to god I was I was thinking it was going to be one of the worst gas station sandwiches I ever had because I stood in line with it and it was cold. Man, I sat in the car it was like a really delicious sandwich. So It's good food. Yeah, for for the, the situation it was a good it was a good meal. The, la- the last time I went to Bucky's, it was like that where mm-hmm. it was just just fucking crazy. I go in, I'm like, nope, not doing this." Yeah. Walk right back out. Didn't buy anything. I, I really wanted to document the experience more. and People were asking like, well, you led us on this adventure. Why don't you tell us more about it? I'm like, I was afraid to take my phone out because I was afraid if I dropped it, I was going to get stampeded. <laughs> That's how bad it was. I kid you not. Like if I, I was genuinely worried if I pulled my phone out and I dropped it, I wasn't going to get it back because I couldn't see the floor. It was just feet. It was insane. Oh, man. I've never experienced anything like that. Wow. And people look like they were just loving it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, go get your smoker and your beef jerky. So I'm gonna write that off as not. I, that's not my first Bucky's experience. I need to go somewhere else and try it. Did you, did you go to the bathroom at Bucky's? My brother did. Assuming many urinals. Oh, that yeah. was another half hour line though. The whole time that Whoa. I, the whole time that I was standing in line paying, he was going to the bathroom. That is not worth it. Nice. That it it was bad. Holy shit! And then we went to the fireworks store down, down the road and spent another hour standing in line. What is with you guys? Why? Why not just call it a day? It didn't really have anything else to do. While you were driving? No, we actually like left the house to go do this because oh, it was wow. like an hour from my brother's house. So you, you drove an hour? Yeah, no, we go to the bus. yeah. Me and Brian, we like made a, a trip out of this. We made a day trip out of. <laughs> it, it was supposed to be like a forty-five minute deal. Oh shit! And we spent six hours doing this. Anyway. Okay, so that is uh, that this my, this oh. week's gas station gas station review segment. Should be we... a jingle to insert there. We've we've been tasking Harrison with a lot of different jingles <laughs> lately. <laughs> He's probably so glad uh, he he did all this studying about audio engineering <laughs> so and got this great audio job. And so it's, you can make jingles it's now, for <laughs> it's, it's now stuck every time an idiot says, "Hey, can you make another jingle?" Uh, because it's it's something that's probably so stupid, but it cracks me up every time. I feel so bad because we've been coming up with so many of these stupid ideas lately for, like, dumb stuff. And everybody's just like, all right. The fans love it. you sign my paychecks? I'll do this dumb thing for you. Not as dumb as Crab Smash. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who called me, but somebody called me and they're like, hey, have you seen this? I'm like, yeah, I have. It was kind of fucking hilarious. Yeah, And he's like... Oh, I don't know. You should ask Aaron about it. It might, like, it oh, might have right. been Jason, or he brought it up to me. It was it was just yeah. Jason. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. If I was like, Yeah, I some see people where you're are coming. gonna like this. Like, I get it. Yeah, but that's also the kind of the point of what we're trying to do. Yeah, it was I. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, we we uh, one of our fuel teams went to Hawaii to visit a company, and uh, after hours, they had all their PP on, on the beach. Yeah, hard hat, vest, uh, and beach shorts. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they were drinking <laughs> beers on the beach with their PPE, their construction PPE on, and they found a dead crab. So they were like throwing rocks at it. To uh, it was just a funny video they put together. Yeah, they they put it on. They put it on a rock and were throwing rocks at it until you smashed the crab. Yeah, crabs. Yeah, smash. And then they were. It's just the weirdest video. They were drinking. They were smoking cigars. They had cigars too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, which. So, and I, I'm not going to get bent out. I, sh- I, can, I can see where someone from a corporate standpoint would not like that, but that would resonate very well with the construction industry as a whole. Dude, I woke up. There's a disconnect there. that, I woke up to that video. It was the first thing I, that came up on my phone. And I watched it and I went about my day for a little bit and I was like, wait, did I actually, what, what did I watch when I woke up this morning? Mm-hmm. And then I went back to it. I was like, that is, that is hilarious. Yeah. Um, only the best to build with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the number one content producer in the dirt world, self proclaimed the, the leader, the leader the, in dirt world content, the leader in dirt world. <laughs> um, how would you what did you think about the New York trip? Um, logistically challenging. It was, it was that was quite a that was, um, it was a little bit of a chore. So we we recently went on um a pretty expansive trip across. What were the stats? So we, we started in Boston and made oh, yeah. our way to Brooklyn. hmm And we covered five states. Technically started in Boston, ended in Manhattan. Manhattan, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, five states, four companies, mm-hmm. four companies, Yeah, three days. mm mm-hmm. um, It was the first time that the OG field team has been together since February or March of 21. Yeah. It was like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. I had a great time. Um as as challenging as it was cuz there was like night shift stuff that was thrown at us and we were staying in probably the worst Airbnb I've ever been at in my life. The Airbnb itself wasn't that bad. It was the conditions. It was the it, it was, was the environment. Having yeah, getting there. It was the KFC leaving. nightlight <laughs> that did it for me. <laughs> Once I turned my bedroom light off and realized that the KFC, which I couldn't see all of it until I got all the way to the window because it was right next door. Once I realized that after I shut the lights off that KFC was my nightlight, I was like, yep, one star on this one. It was, yeah, it was this skinny uh, two-story house on a busy street in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. in not, uh, not the most luxurious part of Brooklyn. No. If there's a luxurious part of Brooklyn. I mean, I haven't seen enough of Brooklyn to know what the, but based on what I've seen, you know, there, yeah. and on one side was a an auto shop that oh, yeah. for sure that. is not within any kind of environmental standard whatsoever. No, they dump their oil down the drain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so auto shop, so is KFC. sharing a wall. So one side of the house, sharing a wall with the auto shop, mm-hmm. the other side of the wall, was the drive-through mm. of Kentucky Fried Chicken? We could almost reach out our window and they could hand us our bucket of chicken. Here's how close we were. I was laying in bed and I, I heard. Bucket of KFC. No, I heard a phone ringing. I was like, I was like, I heard like somebody dialing a phone. I was like, oh man, did I actually like dial somebody at midnight when my phone has been not touched for a half hour? And I realized it was somebody in their car making a phone call. Wow. From the drive thru. I was like, that's how close we are. <laughs> like, this is stupid. It it was it was right there. I forgot to go to the listing for that Airbnb and look up the reviews because I'm sure the, they're flattering. I'm gonna give them a hell of a review. <laughs> ten out of ten. I if I remember correctly too, the the the, the window at the drive thru was like, it was oh, like it was, a, yeah, it was bulletproof. Yeah, it was like a bank. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just yeah. a sliding window, yeah. typically. It was like you had to slide the food underneath yeah. the plexiglass. Yeah, like a gas station. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of neighborhood we were in. Yeah, um, and then we got home at like 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're walking down the street. We're walking down the street in Brooklyn, in this, in this, you know, in this neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we all have a lot of. There's a probably lot fifty thousand dollars of camera gear. <laughs> Combined between the four of us. We all have our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and do not look like we blend in whatsoever. And the entire time, dude, yeah, we're walking down the street. The some car guys wash. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a fire hydrant that someone had unscrewed mm-hmm. and it was pouring water out of it. These guys had parked cars on both sides on the sidewalk, both sides of the fire hydrant, and were washing their cars using the water coming out of the fire hydrant mm-hmm. by hand. Yep. And that's what, so that's what we were walking past. Brooklyn detail. And the whole time we, we, we kept our PPE on because Mm -hmm. if you look like a construction worker, nobody bothers you. No one bothers you. You don't get stabbed when you're in construction. It's fantastic. And the whole time we were like, yeah, man, that, uh, that construction site (laughs) today was, was, was really good. Oh, I sure do love (laughs) shoveling dirt and getting paid. Not a lot of money to do it. Oh man. I've got all these bags full of, what did I say? Rocks and crowbars or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Something stupid like that. <laughs> I've got my backpack full of rocks from my day of being <laughs> a construction worker. Yeah, it was uh, an experience to say the least. Yeah. But the, the overall trip, fantastic. Saw Jarev Agro, which <laughs> was sweet. Mm-hmm. All of the stuff we saw was like the cool factor on everything we saw was pretty significant. Yeah, we saw quite a bit of stuff in a very short period of time. And I didn't realize that until like... After we were done, but another. I also do, didn't realize. So collectively, between that trip and the week before in Pennsylvania, we saw two sixty twenty. Oh no, one sixty twenty B. Yeah, a sixty fifteen. Uh huh. Like four three nineties. Yeah, yeah. A three or two three 395s and two three nineties. Yeah, quite a few D tens. God, like it's like twenty D tens probably. Yeah. Um, like the the amount of iron that we processed in. A week, it's kind of wild, and just the the variety. Like on yeah. this trip, so we see Jared Vernagro doing a site development project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go to their yard, which was wild. Yeah, that wasn't Providence. a yard; that was a facility. Yeah, this whole recycling operation yeah. over like two hundred acres, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And then we go to Patillo for another site development project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and, kind of a smaller job for them. Another Airbnb in the ghetto. That just, that wasn't that bad. That was a little bad. You told me you you, you ran in circles on the block because you were too afraid to go downtown. Yeah. I, I, I did post where we were. Yeah. And a lot of people on social media were like, yikes. Yeah. That's not the part of Newburgh you want to be in. The Mexican place we went to was was Yeah, those are great was place. Primo. Yeah. And then, so we see Patillo, and then we get done a little early. So we're like, well, why don't we go to Atlantic Coast Dismantling because mm-hmm. they're dismantling the Whitpen Bridge, the mm-hmm. old one yep. in Newark area or Mm -hmm. jersey city that was jersey city jersey Uh, city yeah so we go see that which was super unique Mm -hmm. and then we go into manhattan over into brooklyn to go shoot night paving with basilico and then the next day we go into manhattan again to shoot the east coastal resiliency project which was awesome um just very unique it was it was The tour was a little excessive, but it was a very, it was, it was fascinating to see how they were doing that project Mm -hmm. for sure. And they're only starting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a long one. I mean, it's $1.4 billion worth of work. Yeah. That was, that was wild. They're basically on the east side of Manhattan when it, when something like Hurricane Sandy comes through Mm -hmm. the eastern side of the city floods, which is not ideal. Yep. Not ideal. Um, for for obvious reasons and it's hundreds of thousands of people that live in this flood area that's not very big so to prevent it from flooding they're basically building this park along the east side of well some of it is a flood wall some of it is a park yeah, and we were at the a park can't build a park on a, on a slope so they're they're building this big park on the outside of manhattan to basically serve as a barrier to prevent the eastern side of manhattan from flooding they're importing Over a million yards of material. It's all being brought in by barge. All by barge. It's all by barge. Yeah. And I realized why I was being brought in by barge when I sat in traffic for four hours on my way home, which was supposed to be an hour and a half trip. I was really aggravating. I was talking to someone yesterday and they were talking about how uh, driving in Tennessee sucks. I'm like, yeah, I I agree. And I told him we just drove through Manhattan Mm -hmm. twice over. We, like, we went through Manhattan. Well, and and I went then in, back I went through. A, I went in a third time to go to Boston. Woof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you yeah, had to go Yeah. Because I drove from yeah. Philly to Boston to get to Oh, park. yeah. You had to go across. Yeah. Oh, I got fucked. Yeah, but that was not a good time. I told him it was probably the most stressful driving experience of my life, but also one of the most fun because everybody's on the same page. I did not have any fun while you were driving. Everybody. I was terrified. Everybody hates each other. Yeah. So as long as you just hate everybody around you and get really angry, you're on the same level as everybody else. Yeah. And then it's just it is it is a g- great time. It's you got into time. it, and I thought you were just joking, and then I realized, he, oh, my, oh no, he's actually Dude, you, in you, New you York got, mode. Yeah, you got to get into New, or else you're just gonna get pushed around. You're not gonna yeah. get anywhere. I feel like you need to be yeah. a total douchebag, or else you're 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 not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a wild experience. Just, just for you have driving. to nearly. Hit women and children with your car at every single intersection, or else good luck. See, like California is the same way, but they're all just really bad at driving. Like New York, they're really angry and they're terrifying to be around, but they're they're like actually good drivers. I I didn't see one accident when I was in Manhattan. No, not one. Which leads me to believe that the traffic is a lie. It's all it's all made up. Because like, why is there? Uh, If you're all really good at driving, then what's going on? Well, that's how when I travel internationally, driving is like that a lot. Like you go to South America. Some places I've been, it is wild. It is really, really- There's no laws. They just get in a car. They don't have a license. They don't have training. They just go. I've been to places where they have- And I know Asia, I've heard, is even crazier. Oh, yeah. I was in China. China was pretty pretty buttoned up. Hmm. But they have stoplights, but no one really listens. They're kind of a suggestion. So they have traffic cops at every single intersection. Wow. Because people just ignore the stoplight. Wow. So they have to have traffic police at all the intersections. To actually make people listen. It's that kind of, but th- but there's no accidents. Mm, that wouldn't work here. I think, I think it's partially because they use their horn as communication. Mm. So it's like, if they're coming through, they're beeping as they're coming through. So, oh, okay. I know there are cars right there. Did you see the sign, the billboard outside of Nashville? There's like a new campaign. It's called Nashville House Rules. No. And the house, house rule number two is like no honking. They want people to stop, Ooh. they want people to stop honking in Nashville. Is it, Like a billboard, uh, bought by the government. Yeah, yeah, it's a government billboard. Really? And it's like a, it's like a fun campaign. Like, here's your house rules for staying in Nashville. Like, no honking. I'm like, no. I'm gonna install a train horn on my truck now. (laughs) How about? It it is the South. There's a lot of the. Like, (laughs) I I won't honk, but I'll choo choo. (laughs) Can't stop me now. (laughs) What if, what if you reverse train horn so every time you get to a railroad crossing? (laughs) You're sitting there on your horn, and you stop and lay on the horn, have and you then ever proceed. seen? Have you ever seen the guys that they actually, like, they'll honk back at the trains, and then they'll get into a, a honking war? Those are my favorite videos. I've always wanted to do not a train horn, but, like, a, a steam whistle, just to, like, really fuck with people, like, wee-wee, like, would just good. blowing through town. Speaking of the worst Airbnbs ever and trains, the worst experience I had was when... Airbnb, and I. It, it was super nice. Everything was too perfect. Mm-hmm. I was like, something is up. Nah. And I, 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 I am sitting at the kitchen table, and every the whole house just starts to shake. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing, like violently shake. And I am like, what the hell <laughs> is happening? And a train goes by, and you can nearly touch the damn train. It is right there. Where was that? And at? it is full send through Atlanta. Oh, so loaded freight train through Atlanta. You could nearly touch the damn thing. Double stack container, grain cars, whatever it was, and shook the whole house every at least once or twice an hour. So all night. And then the train horn, they didn't give a fuck. Like, oh, yeah, neighborhood. Mm. We don't care. We're still just laying on it, man, which I don't even know how they can do that in that. And it was a nice like a nice area. It was a nice neighborhood. I wish I could get the same treatment that railroads get from the U.S. government. It is mind-blowing. Yeah. And they make a ton of money. There are very few places where they don't have to, but they're not allowed to blow their train horn. There's very few quiet zones. Yeah. I know. But you'd think there'd be more people complaining about that now. Yeah. Even, like, the low-tone horns that they use kind of suck. Dude, are you, like... God forbid you go and buy a house like that. And you're like, this is beautiful. This is so quiet. Oh, you're stuck I with it. Love this street. Yeah. and you, you, they, they give you the keys. The realtor walks out, and then just right behind you, just rips right by. I would, well, put, put the for sale sign back out in front of the house. See, I would actually, I would actually enjoy being next to a railroad. No, I, I there know are you. are people. Probably. There are people that actually seek out houses in certain spots of the railroad. Because they like watching the trains go by. Yeah, those people are insane. Yeah. I like trains. I love trains. Not every two hours. No, I, I don't need to watch them from my kitchen window. No, no, yeah. no. No, I'm good. If I want to go see trains, I'll go see trains. In the listing, if that ever happens, you can just put um, natural ASMR. It depends. Na- natural sleeping sounds. Depends. Um, Natural white noise. There you go. Uh, house comes with white noise. Sure. It's... But it's so insane because a train can just blow a train horn through town. But then in construction, God forbid, there's a backup alarm, or a jack break, you see that project or a jank break. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, God yeah. God forbid that's happens. Switzerland or somewhere they have, they've got a bunch of like retrofitted equipment that's electric, like plug. They've got like a three ten cat excavator that's plug in. Is it tunneling? No, it's a street project. But they they have to. It's such a strict decibel level that they have to meet. Oh, that's I crazy. I forgot who's posting about it. Really? There's a There's a bunch of equipment and it's all, some of it's batteries, some of it's plug-in. And the stuff only runs for like four hours or something. Wow. But they absolutely cannot have anything that makes us, it's like, I think it's like 50 or 60, it's some ridiculous number that they have to achieve. So- the, the, when we were driving into Zurich, the very first thing was, oh yeah, we're about to go through this tunnel right now. Mm. And I was like, well, what, what why are they building this tunnel? They're building this tunnel over the highway for noise because they built up on both sides of the highway. And now the people are, no, this is too loud. We can't have this. So they're building a whole tunnel over the existing highway. Oh, they're building like a shell. Yes. Oh. Over the existing highway to contain the noise within the tunnel. So the people around are not bothered. That's wow. how that's how particular Switzerland is. Interesting. Yeah. are And are they on big earth moving jobs? If there's any over the road component, they mandate a majority of it go by rail. Really? To eliminate truck traffic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which I think they should do more of that in the United States because the truck traffic is getting out of control in some areas. Well, like, um, yeah, I just watched a video the other day. It's like, um, I think it's Germany that does like Amazon... Um, Is it Germany? It might be Switzerland again. It's probably Switzerland. They have, they, every, so like all these, um. so the big thing here now is Amazon warehouses or distribution centers. Mm-hmm. Like that's all we build now, um, which is absolutely yeah. terrifying. Every, every major earth moving project in the United States right now is probably an Amazon. It's, it's absolutely terrifying. Distribution center. Um, but the problem is none of those or very few of them have rail service. I've, I've never seen one. I've not seen one yet. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Switzerland requires all buildings to have some, some level of rail service. It makes sense. It does. Yeah. I never watched. I never realized it until I watched the video and I was like, oh, whoa, this is way better than trucks. I don't know why we're doing this, but hmm. there was a, speaking of low noise equipment, there was a 374 that Quinn retrofitted for, it might've been even a 390. It was a big machine, downtown LA. They were mm-hmm. doing the Metro work. Mm-hmm. It's probably still down there, but they basically had to build this gigantic, I can probably find it. I'll probably have to dig it up to show it to you. It's this funny looking, enormous muffler it's kind of like the, the enclosure deal. Yeah. yeah, it's like this, it's just like a 374 ate hmm. at a Las Vegas buffet for three months straight. Wow. So just, just. Got a little too chunky. And it probably only took it down like three decibels or something. I don't know. I don't know how successful. I mean, I could probably ask someone at yeah, Quinn. Yeah. But yeah, they built this custom machine to run a lot quieter. Ah, interesting. 60 decibels. So 60 decibels is speaking volume. Is speaking volume. So pro- it's probably like 7590 was their, their, you, their you, threshold. You go probably. No. Because uh, uh, so... Um, Our car the other day was a hundred decibels from yeah. in, inside the car. Yeah, because thanks so to having no catalytic converter. Oh, <laughs> that, that one. <laughs> um, I think the the cat wheel loaders are like eighty-seven decibel. There's some ridiculous number. It depends, though. They're, they're so quiet on a loader. It depends where you're at. So if you're if a loader is coming up on you, they are they are dead quiet. Very quiet. Especially if there's traffic next to you, you're mm-hmm. you do not hear a loader sneak up on you. But if you're behind the loader, I can fact check this. Then you're really close to the the engine, and you can hear it a lot better. Yeah. And then obviously, obviously, there's the backup one. Yeah, but I would get snuck up on by the loaders all the time when I was on the pipe crew. Especially the new ones because they're very they don't yeah they're super yeah they're super slick. And then and and on a pipe crew, you're typically running a smaller loader. It's moving around all day long, so it's hard to keep track Ooh. of it. Um, 120 decibels. For what? For a loader. Bullshit. That's crazy. There's no way. There's I, I probably know. up to probably 120. Probably at, at the maximum yeah. level. Yeah. If you have your full foot. speed down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dribbling aggregate everywhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and honking the like horn. Like a bucket full yeah. of concrete or something. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's no do. way. That's, that is loud, though. That's I sometimes really felt like the radio that, that I was listening to was louder than the machine itself. You know what's loud is the skid steer. Something's wrong with it. Something's wrong with that thing. Probably, but that, I've, I've run a lot of skid steers. You that turn, hydraulic you, pump does not sound right. But you turn it all the way up, you have, wear, you have to wear headphones Yeah. to actually listen to anything. Like if you uh, want to well, hear the radio, good luck. Sums, I, don't, I don't have a lot of time in the D3s, but I've run out a bunch of 259s and none of them have ever sounded like that. Wow. Well, but somebody did flip it over. Yeah. So it's and I do get why a skid steer would be noisy because you're sitting basically on top of everything on top yeah. of the engine. That thing should not be that loud, though, for how, for how new it is. I, like you get used to it. Shouldn't be a lot of things. Yeah. It should not be a cow, probably. But according, no. according to the Internet, I was going to run it this weekend. And then I just didn't find anything to do with it. The house I'm looking at has a detached garage. Really? So it might have a, a, a home soon. It might have a cores a to bed its head in. Well, we'll be able to we'll be able to use it a bunch the week after uh, Montana. Uh, we, should doing, have taken it, we should have taken it to Montana. Raining, you can drive to Bozeman if you want. It's probably better than my flight options. Be my guest. Yeah, we have to go to Tucson first. Well, what's that? I'll well, take it there too. That'd I be would. Cool. I, I've always wanted to take. That'd it. be cool. I've always wanted I've to, wanted park to take it in the 994 bucket. Yeah, you could do a hell of a photo shoot with that little machine with so many of those big big. Mm. Big brutes. They have the seven ninety four, nine ninety four, D eleven. Dude, we'll do an aftermath of that one. We don't want to talk about that now, right? Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we're, we're not going to tell everybody. We're going to. We're keeping that really quiet. We're going to John Deere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been to the John Deere facility in Arizona. A lot of people have been to the John Deere factory lately. I'm, I'm and su- apparently they just don't care if you take pictures or videos. Yeah. Because all the stuff I've seen, I'm like, yeah, dude, it's crazy. I could knock it away with I that would, in any factory. John, Deere, hit us up? I want to I check that out. I want to check that out. Well, we're not influencers. We're not big time in the equipment world. Oh, we're not? Mm-mm. I didn't know that. Not according to the manufacturers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, they don't. Leave me alone. What are we? We're, we are worthless. Our opinion does not matter. <sighs> we, ha- we, have, we, we can add no value to their businesses whatsoever, even though we are all of their biggest advertiser. You know, you know, a wise man once said, it do be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. <laughs> I self-proclaimed I am the biggest Caterpillar advertiser in the world. Online. Right now. Um, Who else is bigger? Maybe Chris, Awesome Earth Movers? By views? I wouldn't say he's an advertiser, though. Yeah, 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 I know, but by giving them- By views, yeah. Yeah, by by just online mm-hmm. brand awareness. You're probably nicer to them than I am. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, I have to play the game, you know. Yeah, I, I have to. Oh no, you guys never get anything wrong. If someone um, asked the, you know, why does the D seven? Why do you not like the D seven E? I'm like, well, well, I need to pitter pat around this question. Yeah. See, I I like it as a dozer. I think it's a cool dozer. I I would love to. I would love no, to I'm, buy. I'm one. not a dozer operator. Yeah. I'm just. I've I've just asked about a hundred people that have yeah. run and owned them. The problem is they're always in the trash, which is the worst environment for a dozer. Well, and then do they still make them? No. So if it was a great dozer, you'd think yeah. they'd probably still be making it. But the ones that the ones that the guys are actually using in earth moving, they fucking love them. They're great. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's a there's a company there's, in because it's electric drive. Yeah. But now everybody loves the XE. Do you know Do you know what the the best use for them that I've seen so far is? There's a there's a company in. Uh, North Carolina DJ logging D and J logging. They have a um, it's a it's a stump blade. So they got the what are those stupid blades called? KG blade. The KG blade. They have a KG blade on a D seven E, and it is the most stump rippingest mother lover in the world. Dang, that thing rips. They love that thing for stumps. It just plows right through them because it's got max torque. Yeah, and it's like it does make sense. It's a low drive, so it's. It's uh, it's probably not fun to run over a stump, but Mm-mm. yeah, they said that that thing rips most of the time. I see eights running kg blades, cause yeah. you, you just need you need enough. Oomph. So in South Carolina, they do the same thing with the, so they have eights with weight kits on the back and kg blades, mm-hmm. and those guys will run second gear just cause cause they're um they're man made tree farms oh yeah 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 so, so you can just run clear clear al- them? run along the row yeah so yeah. they'll run two dozers side by side yeah second gear wide open yeah. just bloop, 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 bloop. well that's um um josh McCahill. Mm-hmm. we're going to see him on friday oh i got a te- i get a text from him on friday okay or last last week he's like hey by the way just randomly uh there's a pretty good chance we're going to be running both of the tens over some cars while you're here oh sick yeah That'll be awesome. But that's basically what they do: is he, they just kind of run a dozer, damn near flat out, yeah, with this little blade on the front, and just it just pushes the trees over all the way down the row, and then they grab them, they they push them up into piles with a loader, and then they grab them with an excavator or feed it with the loader into a typically a grinder. The whole industry is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. There's not many, and you had CJ on last week. Yeah, we talked about. I it. didn't realize how cool their shit was. I was looking yeah. at his Instagram yesterday. Yeah. They the, run some pretty nice gear. Yeah, they've and they run a tight ship. The thing is, like, they have to because there's only like two or three of them out there. Yeah, I think he's got the only horizontal processor in like half the state or the whole state or some That's what said. some some crazy statistic. I was like, oh wow. Once you get California, into California, though, you get into that specialty equipment, and then you basically the growth is almost endless or specialty work. Yeah, like anvil builders has done a great job of this. Yeah, getting into the hazard tree work. Yeah, they get into the firework. And then they get into the hazard tree work. And now they essentially become like one of the go to hazard tree contractors for yeah. the s- the state. But then like you go, you go to you come to like the southeast and like everybody and their brother has a horizontal grinder and a yeah. ro- and a Roto-Beck processor head. Yeah. It's just like it's so different how like the industries are across the country. Yes. There's not a ton of clearing work in California though. Well, you can clear fire trees, I guess. Now, well, now there's going to be a lot of, yeah, yeah there's a lot of, and, There's and, well, there's not a lot of clearing work, but they made it that way. Like there should still be. Correct. Forest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like upkeep and. There's just not a lot of forest management. Yeah. What I saw PG&E, what they're doing a lot of right now is they're um, putting a lot of their power lines underground. That is the new trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not by, not by, uh their Mm. choice but they're just like okay so we either go spend a bunch of money putting our power lines underground or we keep burning the state down so oh that's why they're doing it uh yeah so so they prevent starting fires and where was i they have d8s with these cable D eight cable tractors running these power lines over the roof and burying them What? as they drive along they're sweet whoa yeah and i only know that because the ceo of pg&e She's, she went to the job site the other day and I saw it on LinkedIn. Oh. And, okay, great. You're smiling to some people. Cool. Yeah. Show, us the, show those dozers. Now. PR. Yeah. yeah. But the, yeah. the dozers were right behind them. Like, yeah. whoa, look at those things. Yeah. And they were rental. They were, it's not Echo. It's, uh, it might be Echo Equipment. Never heard of It's one of the, one of the big rental one of companies the, out there. One of the power equipment rental dealers. No, I don't. There's a bunch of rental companies that are really just in California. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Like okay. TGI, Pede, but Pede goes elsewhere. Where was I that they have only underground power? Usman. Aspen. That's for- That's aesthetics, though. That's aesthetics. That's different. Yeah, that's not that's not really practical reasons. They, I mean, it's practical because it can't get damaged in a storm. And it just, it really looks so much better. It looks honestly. a lot cleaner. Like, yeah. that's why I, I kind of hate the South for that reason, because, like, it's just so, it's such a nice world Well, growing up in there, just Arizona- Stick them anywhere, yeah, but but in dude so like, poorly, especially in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, oh my Pennsylvania, god, Pennsylvania, like South Carolina, like Gallatin Pike. Yeah, they it's, don't it's, care. They just they'll go and stick them anywhere. But it's Arizona, rude. most everything's underground, so I didn't yeah. even recognize that above ground power was a thing. Until I can't I even. Traveling. I cannot even imagine the logistical nightmare of trying to bury underground power in some of these lines. places now. Oh my god. We haven't even updated our sewers. How are we going to go and do that? I Free. watched in in my neighborhood before I moved; they were putting underground fiber everywhere, and just watching yeah, we those got, guys do that. We got uh, fiber figured out, but man, I well, yeah, barely. Yeah, fiber because you can just go in there with a little saw yeah. that's yeah maybe an inch yeah. wide. Like yeah, you throw it in there, you mm-hmm. fill it back up, you're good to go. Yeah, with, with grout or whatever they put back in there. Yeah, like a, a lot of them are required to bury them in cement now. It might be it might be like a cement, for for idiots like, like a, us that go and dig through the yard, sand cement mix, yeah, is yeah. what it looks like they put in there. Yeah, and a lot of them have to like dye the concrete too, so you know what it is when you hit it. Yeah, because you don't want to be hitting the neighborhood fiber line, because repairing a fiber line is a little bit of a chore. When I worked at Google, the existing fiber, like they had a guy hit a fiber. There's, like, enough fiber optic cable at the one Google data center to go to the moon, like, 37 times or something. Mm -hmm. And... Which is a fun fact, but also, I don't know what that means. Yeah, like, like there's no context for Wow, that's a lot, but (laughs) I have no idea how far the moon is away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I guess, like, it was, like, two months before I started there, and the guy had a PC 360, dug right through a fiber optic, and the guy's like, well... What am I gonna do? And the Google guy, the Google guy comes always like, "Damn, dude, that sucks. You just knocked out the internet for Switzerland or like Iceland or something." Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, "That's gonna be a million dollars an hour for you." Like, and the guy's like, "Well, he just like got in his car and drove away." Yeah, you just, you just go, man. Yeah. So they like had to, and it sucks because you can't just like patch it. No, you got to do the whole thing. Fiber, and it was yeah. like a thousand yards of cable they had to go find and pull out. And yeah, well, because fiber, it's it's all the little cost them millions of dollars. It's all the little strands. Yeah. So you can't just yeah. You can't just reconnect all of those yeah. or at least I'm not super I've seen familiar. It. I've seen them do it you can do it but the guy spends like weeks doing it yeah because those fiber optics like the big cables they're like this they're yeah. like and how many know, little eight inches or fiber lines 10 inches. yeah yes yeah. well going back to New York we saw them exposing some of the main power cables for Manhattan that was so sketchy talk about talk about high dollar utility work that was wild they couldn't that was the first time I've seen an air knife actually in use. Those things are – honestly, the air knife to me was scarier than the, what they were doing themselves. Yeah. Air knives will mess you up so bad. Yeah, and those guys – so the two guys, they couldn't dig these lines up because they are – they are – They kind of were, but they, they, were, they, they were, can't. They were digging around them. But they weren't. They were digging way closer than I expected them Actually, to. be Actually, that is true. They were. He was. He was at good six inches. Six inches from the. But they're um or, they're what oil they cooled, oil cooled lines. lines. What they hydro something hydrostatic? Or? I don't. I don't know. They the, Yeah, but it was they're these, like the main power lines for Manhattan. There, there's yeah, there's yeah. such enormous power lines that they, they look have like to water be, lines. They have to be cooled in yeah. oil. Yeah, they look like oil uh, yeah. water lines, yeah. and that's their power cables suspended in oil. Yeah, Within a casing. And they were coming through, since it's so rare that these are even exposed, mm-hmm. that they were coming through and wrapping the, all the lines again in carbon fiber. Did he tell you, did, were, did you were you listening for, like, how hot they get? They're I, 75 degrees all year round. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's crazy. Yeah, but they were exposing them with an air knife. So, I've done a lot of, like, Hydrovac work. Now, Hydrovac, like, a, a pressurized... um water wand yeah like you know that'll cut your hand off or it'll hurt really bad or it'll it'll scar you up yeah it'll mess you up an air knife is different because it it won't like if if i let's say i'm i'm wanding near my feet and i get hit with water okay well i got some you know some some superficial damage i got some cuts some some lesions if i hit it with an air knife i'm going to get um sort of the same deal like it's going to cut my skin up a little bit the problem is it gets air in your bloodstream and mm. you die like a day later. Oh, that's good. So air knives it's like the bends scare the shit out of me. Well, and 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 not only that, but you're sitting there and they were air knifing sand. So, yeah. so basically all it is is just pressurized air. They're like reverse sandblasting. They're just shooting, yeah, just shooting air. Yeah. But they're just getting sandblasted all day. So they were in full head to toe suits because you're just getting yeah. sand shot at you at high speeds. Yeah. As you're blowing the sand off of the power cables to expose everything, it was just so funny to me because, like, I when I heard that they were exposing that, so it was like probably 12 lines over the course, over, the, over a width of probably 40, 50 feet wide trench. So if we were on like an Amazon job or a Google job or like a Microsoft job and it was like a data center, they would have had to. Hydrovac or air vac, that whole thing. And I walk up and I'm like, this guy's digging right next to this thing with a 335. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Yeah. And well, yeah, it was a big section too because they had to build basically this and whole around it. And you can do that. It. You can, yeah, they had to, to cover it up for, why do they have to cover it up? So the carbon fiber could cure properly. Oh, because the sun can't hit it? I don't, I, I guess it's weather that they didn't want on it while they were doing the carbon fiber resin process. Or I, I don't know. I, I'm just an idiot. But it was, it's, it's such a rare event that they even get close to these power lines. It wasn't even part of the project. Yeah. They just were, were working in the area. So they made it part of the project to expose all these power lines to then re-wrap re, them, you know? Yeah. which is, and I, I, until I got there, I had, I've seen those power lines before a few miles further up the road with the other part of the project I went to. Oh, last gotcha. Year. Yeah. Gotcha. But that was sketchier. This one was like, it was pretty dialed in. They all looked like they knew what they were doing. Yeah. The other one, he was like, yeah, those are, those are like the main power lines for the whole city right there. I would I'm not. Like, what? Huh? I would not huh? want to put a tooth through that thing with a 335 though. Bad day. No. Bad day. Yeah. That's like, like you can do that. Like you, that's how people have done it for Mm-hmm. Like decades, but just very recently have we gotten to the point where people are realizing how expensive it is to not like to hit utilities. Yeah, that's the whole reason behind it. <laughs> like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the jobs that I've been on the last couple of years, it's like I can't dig mechanically within 15 feet of this line, Mm-mm. It's a or lot, 20 feet, or a 25. Lot of feet. Handwork. It's a lot of handwork, and it's a lot of vac- that's why i raised mine a back truck now. Yeah, it's becoming way more common. Like I saw two new back trucks from companies this week. and I was like, whoa. In in companies that you wouldn't expect to ha- and a lot of companies are just buying their own vac trucks now yeah so you it used to be you'd call wow. a vac truck company charge 450 bucks an hour for one yeah but now a lot of these civil companies like Basilico yeah. they have a vac truck yeah oh uh, no well they have vac trucks they yeah. have yeah but it was Jared and Agro that was like oh yeah we bought this vac truck yeah it's like year. sitting in the shed like brand new yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. Um, Blair bought one everybody yeah. has one yeah um, you don't have a vac truck what are you doing yeah come on yeah okay well I think that's a podcast I think yeah. we could uh, we wrap did, this we, one up. We did the talkie thing. We did the talky thing. So everybody, um, thanks for tuning in to this Monday episode of Dirt Talk. If you have things for us to talk about, send it to com. If you want to hear and see more about our travels to New York, all of the vlogs will be on our YouTube channel. So search my name, Aaron Wood to find it. And we'll see you on the next one. Stay dirty, everybody.